Hello, and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Greg, and the other co-host is laughing at me for some reason. Well, I thought for myself, did he think that he muted himself when he did that? Because he didn't. We can all hear you. Wait, (coughs) hear me what? Oh, you heard that? (coughs) Yeah, I was like, you didn't didn't mute yourself, dude. Sorry. (laughs) I just want everyone to know that was Greg and not me. He's the old man. Oh, Oh, well, maybe, maybe by the time everyone hears, I will have found a way to edit that out and no one will know what we're talking about. I don't know. I still feel like you should leave it in. It'll be kind of fun. Leave it in there. Um, anyways, <laughs> Guys, it's yes. phlegm season. Well, welcome. We're back again another week. Um, this was I, a long-anticipated um, episode because I've been getting a lot of requests because, you know, everyone's going back to Disney now and they keep messaging me and they're like, I need some tips and tricks. So I was like, we need to update post-pandemic. So that's what we're doing today. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, first, I want to hear about Ohana. Yes. Before I talk about Ohana, I, I do want to give you a little bit of credit because um, most of, like, 99% of the gems that we're going to be talking about today were from the mind of Beth, of mm. you. So thanks so much Yeah. Um, for, for creating a list. Because when we were talking about tips, I was like, oh, I guess I got to go back and think. And then and then the skies opened up and the light shone down and there was your list of tips. Well, some of these are really just from being friends with you like because you live there so i'm getting all these tips you know what i mean it's like yeah yes i've done a lot of these but also i've like added some to the list i just to give you a little background i have kept this list in my notes so i, I have a note in my notes app or whatever and i just mm-hmm. keep it so when people message me i just kind of send it to them um and i was like we just need to do an episode about this because yes and then stay tuned to the end because i will list off some other helpful episodes and we'll probably post those like just a list of those that are if you're going on a trip, just listen to these. These will be great for you before you go on your trip. Yes, kind of expanding on some of the tips that we'll wind mm-hmm. up covering today. So yeah, you may remember that on previous episodes, <laughs> I talked about how we were going back to the reopening of Ohana over at Disney's Polynesian Resort. Yes. Our oh maybe top, th- for sure, in our top three table service meals on Disney property, in mm-hmm. or out of the parks. Just so, so, so good. So it used to be... Um, there's always family style, but they would used to bring over the food out on skewers, mm-hmm. Ske- skewers. Ski- I don't know skiers. how to say that. I don't know how to say that without. It's an like Brazilian steakhouse, like. <laughs> yes, I do want to talk about some of the new stuff because they did adjust yeah. the menu quite a bit. And for me, the best thing that they added to it was their coconut papaya scones. So instead of that bread that they would take off like the ledge as you were getting seated and bring yes. it down to the table, they it's all included as part of the meal. So the first course of this meal is like a big skinny plate that has uh, like a small number of bacon and cheddar jalapeno biscuits, okay. which were okay. They were not like yeah. excellent. And then these things, these coconut were you like sc- okay I red lobster? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they didn't taste like the cheddar bay biscuits from Red Lobster, but I wish that they did because I would have liked them more. I didn't yeah. dislike them; they were just kind of middle of the there. road for me. But oh my gosh, I would I I was trying to save myself here, but I would have eaten like six more of those coconut papaya scones. Just excellent. Also, let's back up a second. At the old Ohana, did they ever did they make you carry the bread or did they carry the bread? No, because they it carried was always, the bread. Sometimes they would make us carry it, and I'm like. That's weird. They'd be like, like, where do I clock in? Yeah, they would hand. I've had to carry it multiple times. I'm like, I don't. So you just never know. I guess it depends on the server. Either the lady just didn't want, you know. Either they were just like, whatever, you carry it. But I was always interested in that because it wasn't like that every time. So I'm like, what is the protocol here? Who was supposed to carry this bread to the table? Um, that's bizarre to me that they would make you carry it, yes. unless it was like a thing that everyone did, where it's like, no, no, you gotta, no. you bring your it, own food. It definitely to the table. wasn't because I remember looking at other people and I'm like, they're not making them carry the bread. 
it's That's it's so stupid weird. but if you if you've never been to ohana basically there's like this kind of corridor and when they like start walking you to your table you go around this corner and that like when you go around the corner you pass by one of the kitchens and they have all this like hot bread sitting up on the thing and they pick one up and they like literally walk to your table with it and put it down before like you even get seated yeah so that's what i'm talking about and it was just always weird to yes. me that i'm like i don't know yeah no they're messing with you so no um you you get it after you sit down which is totally mm-hmm. fine i will say of the new things they added to the menu the thing i liked the least which is not to say it was bad i just didn't like it as much as the other things was the shrimp was yep. the shrimp casserole casserole so no okay. we we talked about this when we recorded our pat chat our bonus episode for our, our patrons um it's not a bad dish i just don't think it fits in with the vibe of the other dishes mm-hmm. that said it felt like it's something that you would try to order as a separate item like a separate entree as opposed to it being an all you care to enjoy because those types of foods where it's kind of like a like a more rich creamy kind of a thing yeah. where there's quite a bit of dairy in there i know i won't be able to last very long having that i've eaten mm-hmm. too much of that so i had a couple of like forkfuls of that and i was done with that just to try it yes and you know the MVP of the night is still the chicken wings, the bread pudding, the, the dessert, oh, the bread puddings. With, yeah. ooh, oh, I thought oh, we were still oh. talking about the meal. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie; their chicken wings are super good. I think the dub, the dumplings are like some of our excellent. favorite. And so, the noodles, I love the noodles. I was glad that the they noodles are excellent. Them. I will tell you, with the dumplings, in the past we used to get the two different sauces with it: a peanut sauce yeah. and I forget the other one. Sorry, everybody, but. They're not available now. So the dumplings are cooked in a ginger garlic sauce, and that's that's like what they come in. But there is no um, peanut, peanut or some kind of soy-based sauce for I the side, right? if you could ask for it, though, if they would like. They don't have any, at least when we were you there. So ask? what we did was, we did ask, of course, because okay. we're, we're Ohana pros. Yeah. So later on in the night, in the meal, the steak came out, and it has like a teriyaki glaze on it. So I was then dumping my dumplings in the leftover steak. Steak sauce, yeah. Um, steak sauce, which was good. I liked it. V- very salty, but I oh, liked yeah. it. Yes. And the new chicken, so it's no longer the chicken on the skewers. It's what they call eight-way chicken. So it's like this big like hunk of chicken breast that they probably slapped on a grill and seasoned. But here's the thing. I ate it and enjoyed it the night of, and I took some home. More on that in a moment. I took some home and had it for lunch. And for lunch, it was so flavorful and delicious. Okay. Good. I think that it kind of got lost because I didn't have a palate cleanser in between things. So yeah. After a while, you kind of like stop tasting it's individual things. It's also salty too that you're just like, I don't know, it just tastes like salt with sauce. Yes. <laughs> like... But it was really like, it was really moist. It was really mm-hmm. good. And I know some people can't handle the word moist. Yeah, I was like, moist. ew, don't, don't say that word again. So I'm so here. sorry. Stop it. Stop so it. So sorry. Um, <laughs> at the end of our meal, we did ask if we could have some to-go containers because I saw another table had gotten them and... And by the way, you know I came with my own to-go containers. Yeah, I know. Okay? You were like, I mean, if I just, you don't, it's okay. I have my own. <laughs> yes. I was going to do it discreetly, but I would rather not have to live my life in shame and do right. it more openly if they give me the containers. So they did. And he's like, well, I can only give you three because I guess it's one per person. Yeah. And I was like, like That's good because my mom wasn't going to take anything. She's flying home the next day. So we, like, we packed plus, it out. Plus, again, I have my own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Nicole has a food allergy, she winds up getting separate skillets of some right. of the things. Some of them, they're just the way that they're prepared are naturally gluten-free and some things are not. So we wind up getting like double the food sometimes. So we can't possibly yeah. eat all that food. So she has her own to-go containers and stuff. I will tell you that if you're going with a food allergy, know this. the um, Some of the food came out with the allergy stick in it, and it was not lining up with the menu they had given us. For example, the stick that said it's safe for Nicole to eat was in the dumplings. And we know that they're never gluten-free. And on her printed gluten-free menu, 
or the printed allergy menu, it didn't list that as an item for gluten and wheat allergies. So we asked again, and it was, oops, they put the stick in it when it wasn't. So please be vigilant. That's the first time that's ever happened. And I'd like to think that maybe they were just very busy. But for dessert, on the allergy-friendly menu for people with uh, gluten allergies listed these donuts, which, by the way, are Nicole's favorite. If she has to get a gluten-free dessert that's not, like, freshly baked, right? Yeah. Her um, go-to are these donuts that we got at Chef Mickey. We've previously gotten at Ohana. She's gotten them at Crystal Palace. And when it was time for dessert, they brought out her a dish of ice cream with no donut. And then she walked away, and we kind of got her attention. And we were like, you know, I thought we were supposed to get these donuts. donuts. And she was like, I'm so sorry. We actually had our Club 33 preview night last night, and they wound up going through our stock of donuts. And... We were like, oh, fancy, as if Sorry. I don't have You're enough like, well, to I'm be still jealous paying of. Paying for this meal, <laughs> I mean, and I want my stinking donuts. We were like, don't they have enough that they have to go through and oh eat gosh. Nicole's gluten free donuts? I know. You're like, how many gluten free donuts could they have eaten? That, how many did you order, guys? You just opened. Like, you're, yeah. I would assume I'm not a restaurant owner or manager, okay? But I assume you order, let's just, let's generalize and say a week's worth of supplies, yeah. right? Even if it's a couple of days worth, because I'm sure they get multiple shipments. They went through their entire stock of yeah, gluten-free donuts weird. in one night for a preview event, which probably was more limited. She was just trying to like blame it on She could have else. just said, we didn't get them in yet. And I would have been like, oh, yeah. okay. Also, you know that somebody got yelled at for that gluten-free faux pas <laughs> in, the, in the kitchen. Don't somebody get me wrong. The, the ice cream she had, by the way, it wasn't ice cream. It was like the frozen coconut milk, which is fine if you don't have a dairy, dairy allergy. Yeah. Nicole happens to not have a dairy allergy, so she could have had Anyway, who cares? Yeah. So she was just hoping overall, that was going to be donuts. It was like, whatever, this ice yeah. cream. Yeah. What are you going to do? So overall, delicious, like super yeah. delicious dinner. It I don't. It's still, still great. The atmosphere is still good. They still got the guy walking around and playing okay. the ukulele. Singing his stuff, saying aloha, and everyone says aloha back. And that um, it was still a great experience. Absolutely. I don't think any of the magic was taken away by the menu changes. Good. Delicious. So, so, yeah. so good. We would definitely, I mean, that's like on our bucket list. That's one of ours. Um, we must do that. So. Got to do it. Anyway, enough about food stuff. I know. I'm like, now uh, we'll... that's all I'm thinking about. And I'm like, Ugh, now I'm hungry. <laughs> Anyways. We'll switch gears for a sec because yeah. I have something I would like to present to the group. Mm, okay. Gather so children. this is a, a spoiler-free thing, and I truly mean that. There's is absolutely yeah. zero spoilers here about the show Loki on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But I just started watching it. I know that we're five episodes in, and the sixth and final episode is coming out this week, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. So obviously, I have Disney ears, and I'm sure you do too. And I heard the theme to Loki, and I want to play it, and I want to play what I think it sounds like. And I know you know what it sounds like because we were talking before we pressed record. But just to catch everyone up, this is what the Loki opening theme sounds like. And all I hear is is the same thing that you hear, which is... It's the same. It's literally like totally they just the took a clip from it. Do you think yeah. do you think somebody that worked on that was like, look, Space Mountain is my favorite and I'm going to do this like as a You know how they're always trying to know. throw in things? Little nuggets and stuff cuz Nicole said the same thing and I know your husband Doug was pro- was yeah. all about it, you told me. As um, soon as he heard it, he was like, uh, that's Space Mountain's theme song. Yeah. Like that's yes. their tun- the tunnel music. He's like, you know that loop you always listen to and I'm like, yeah, he's like that's it. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's like a four hour, so, uh, there's a four hour loop of it or something on. Um, I found uh, a nine hour loop of it while I was ooh. trying to grab the audio for it. I was like, nine hours? That's yeah. the whole shift. You could put that on while you're at work. That's true. So um, that's from the Star Tunnel music at mm-hmm. Space Mountain. And I, Nicole said the same thing. She's like, I bet you it's on purpose. So I'm like, I, 
I don't know. There's I'm not. No I don't want to rule it out on purpose. Somebody would have stepped up and been like, "Hey, dude, you know that sounds just like Space Mountain." <laughs> like, but I mean, yeah, obviously I, you own. Obviously, it's Disney. They own the rights to all that stuff, so they can use whatever yeah. they want and sample whatever. And they I don't want. hate it. Like, I I kind of yeah. like it. It's like it makes me think of Space Mountain every time I hear it. This makes you want to like really look into whoever the guy that created the theme song. I'm like, I'm gonna do some research and find out what's what's his deal. I'm gonna send him a message. Listen. <laughs> Tell me that Space Mountain's your favorite ride. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Dear Space Mountain Star Tunnel composer, I've got a question for you. No, I don't know why I have I'm an accent when I write emails. Low key. I'm talking about the low-key composer. Oh, okay. I'm going to be like, listen, we all know it. Just tell us. Yes. Just you ripped, we you all... ripped off Space Mountain because it's your favorite ride. <laughs> well, maybe not ripped off. Maybe it's an homage because yeah, there's quite a bit is. of it's conversation of space and low-key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Either way, the show is super good. I'm actually... I think we're one episode behind right now. We haven't watched it yet because Doug was waiting on me and I was out of town. Um, so we'll, we'll the have nerve. To watch that. I know. And then the next one will drop and then it'll be done. And that's it. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Should we get to our topic? Yeah. Our big list of general, let's call them pro tips, park visit tips, things that we think you should know, things that you may not have even thought about, questions you didn't even know you had. Yes. Until you hear some of these things. And um, for this episode, we're doing more general tips. So although we'll wind up talking about a few park-specific things like something that happens in Magic Kingdom versus the others or whatever, um, I think in the future we'll wind up doing a more park-specific type of one for some pro tips. And I feel like we wind up letting out some pro tips in our resort rundown episode. So if you have a mm-hmm. specific resort in mind, see if uh, go back on our list of episodes and see if we've done that resort. Chances are I've gone through my own list of pro tips yeah. for those resorts. I and mean, of course, we've got some coming up on different resorts in the future. All right. Are we ready? All right. Hit us. What's our first tip? Okay. So the first tip is don't always follow the crowd. Okay. And what we mean by that mm. is that most people, when they enter any kind of like large gathering or whatever, or park, they typically go to the right. That's just science. They've done like all these testing and stuff. They've done all yes. these studies and it's like most people, they go to the right. So, um, especially Magic Kingdom, we recommend like you go in and you go to the left. So that's what we do, especially at Rope Drop. If yeah. you go up and go to the left, there is no one over in that area. Most people have gone to the right. Um, so we just always tell people like, listen, as soon as you get into the park, go to the left. Don't go to the right. More people are over there. And, and cause that's kind of what they do. They go to the right, they start doing rides or whatever. And then at some point you kind of meet in the middle, but it's like, if you yeah. want to get some stuff done, go left. So, or just, you know, the opposite way that you see a bunch of crowd going. Yes. I'm um, sure there's some science behind that in America. Mm-hmm. We drive on the right side of the road. We're primarily right hand dominant. So I feel like that's got a plan. Yeah. And I like, I like what you said about, in addition to thinking about left and right is go the opposite way of the crowd. Yeah. Cause so often People get in a line because they see a line, but yes. one, it might not even be the line for the thing you think it is, or yeah. they don't need to be in that. They're actually stuck behind someone else, and people literally just lined up behind. Yeah. Like, I've seen it so many times. Oh, yeah. It drives kind of. I'm like, what is happening yeah, right here? People are just standing for no reason. Um, but And we'll have another like little tip about this, too, later, but still do the same thing. If you rope drop a certain attraction, which we'll talk about, um, just still do the same thing. It's like, that's fine. Go to that attraction, but then go back to wherever the crowd is not to like kind of get your day started and go around. Yes. And I've seen it in the quick service restaurants. Now, a lot of this has been currently eliminated because of mobile order, but I, if they continue to allow guests to not have to use mobile order, um, the registers at the quick service have like the each side thing. And sometimes people only line up on the one side and I had no problem 
going over to the other side and yeah. it looks as if you're cutting 20 people but, but they're both open it's just it's not my fault that not everyone was looking so just be mindful number two give yourself ample travel time it can take quite a bit of time depending on your method of transportation to get to the park from your resort staying on property or off because some of the elements of transportation are unpredictable i mean if you're getting to magic kingdom for example by bus um, a little more straightforward because it drops you off towards the front but obviously you still have to go through security, which you can't really predict. It could be a long wait. It could be a short wait. If you're there at rope drop, it's probably going to be longer. Luckily, the equipment and the machines they started using that they switched to, it really streamlines the security process. Chances are you don't have to stop and open up your bag, of course, unless you have something that set it off. Mm -hmm. And just be mindful, too, when you're going through security to listen to what they're telling you. They're telling you to take your umbrella out, any hard eyeglasses case that have like the thick casing on it because it's going to set them off. And if you have a camera, always hold it out. This way you don't set it off because if you do everything right, you just walk through. You never yep. even have to stop. It's so nice. Yeah. And obviously when you're taking the bus, you don't know how long it'll take for that bus to get to the resort. And then, you know, from there, the Skyliner seems to be pretty consistent with speed. But of course, if it's a, let's call it a rush hour time of day, you don't necessarily know how long the wait is to get on the Skyliner in the That's morning right. when you're at the Skyliner Resorts and all of those things. So just give yourself ample time because what you don't want to do is be on the boat, on the ferry, on the monorail, on the bus, on the Skyliner, sweating it out because it's 9.01 and you want it to be there at 9, you know? Yep. So give yourself the time. It's totally worth it. Make it, make it as stress-free as possible. And we like to say about 45 minutes to an hour is a good, mm -hmm. like that's kind of a good rule of thumb. Like we need to be out yes. of here. Everyone needs to be dressed and ready to go 45 minutes to an hour before you want to be inside the park. Um, yes. just for any kind of hiccup or any kind of waiting for what you have to do. And that's on, I mean, we, we play that, we do that rule for on property or off just yep. because it's just different. Like, yes, it's more convenient if you're on property and you're riding buses, but there are other things that can hold you up just like being off, you know, just like being off property. Um, okay. So the next one is going to be keep your parking receipts when you are park hopping. So this is obviously if you are. Um, driving your own cars from park to park, you need to make sure you have that parking receipt. It is a daily cost. It is a high daily cost. So you'll probably be mm. like, <gasps> for some of you, so for some of us, look, I'm from the South. It's like parking. It's what, like $25 a day, I think. It's 25 for standard parking. 25 for standard parking. Um, just keep your ticket so that when you go to the next park or you want to move or whatever, you just show them that receipt and then you won't have to pay twice. Yeah. That's kind of your only no way to like to prove that you've paid, but do that. And that's another line to like pay attention to. We're talking about lines, like pay attention in the parking thing. Cause I don't know cool. why, but sometimes it's like everyone's getting on one side and I'm like, there's a whole other side open and you're just <laughs> blocking traffic at this point. I don't understand it. Yes. So another like place just to pay attention. Sometimes I think that like, sometimes I'm alone in the car and I think that since I'm alone and I'm on the driver's side that I have to go to a booth where the cast member is next to me, but yeah. you don't, you can yeah. just lean over and they yep. still can see your annual pass, your whatever it is, or if you need to pay, you can still pay. So don't think that you always have to, yeah. you can go to the opposite side, yeah. whatever you need to do. All right. Our next tip is to get those buttons. Yes. They are free. You free can buttons. get them in so many different places. I mean, even at the resorts, if you're staying at one, go down to your front desk area. If, if you want to have it before you get to the park. Every single park has them. A lot of times the indoor retail locations, the, like the info booths or the guest experience team, even if they don't specifically have them, they'll tell you probably where the nearest mm -hmm. location is that will have your buttons. I like them because it's not just, obviously you don't get a birthday button if it's not your birthday, right. but there are so many different options. If you are going with someone or if you are the one where it's your first visit, 
put those buttons on yes. because you'll always get a little extra something. Might not be from every single cast member, but every now and then you'll get a little extra, like usually a little, a little extra, extra magic. magic. Yeah, just do it. I think it's a free way to elevate your experience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any cost associated with it. And if it is your birthday or if you are celebrating something, people will wish you a happy birthday or That's happy, right. you know, congratulations anniversary or anniversary or, or whatever. Yeah. One time Nicole got a free Dole Whip at the Polynesian. Yep. Uh, on the Pineapple Lanai over there. You know, that's the other location for Dole Whips because it was mm-hmm. her birthday. She had a birthday pin on. Um, if you're celebrating something that's maybe unconventional, put it on your button because that often strikes up a conversation between you and a cast member. Yeah. Which is always kind of fun. Same thing as like when you see their name tag and you see what hometown they're from, you might like kind of talk about that. Same yeah. thing. Like they get to do that with you. They see your button. They see something about you. They get to talk to you about it. So it's always fun. You could be like Greg too and put you're celebrating me on there because that's his yes. button. His button always says that. So I got to bring that That's a good back. conversation starter. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Our next tip is to reserve your fireworks spot at least 60 minutes early. Um, I feel like this is getting earlier and earlier. You will find that some people are literally just like they're taking their chill down before this and it yep. could be an hour and a half to two hours. They're like they've got a spot and they're chilling, especially some of the um, – the really good spots that are like right in front of the partner statue that face the castle. Cause that's sort mm-hmm. of like dead center. You'll notice those spots yeah. start getting taken up very early, but fear not. There are a lot of places that you can go. Um, but we just say like, you need an hour before that to kind of chill out, get your spot, make sure you're not being crowded by anyone. Cause there's nothing worse than like you want to do a ride in your last minute. And you have, especially if you have kids with you and other family members, like you're a large party trying to find a place Cause it's impossible once it, you know, it gets closer. And if you're in, if you're going during those months where it gets dark early, it's even harder mm-hmm. because it's just so dark, you know, and everyone's like, try, I don't know. There's cast members everywhere, like trying to direct people and it can just be super chaotic. So I do think some of the best places, if you've never seen happily ever after, and you want to see like project all the projections and stuff is near the partner statue, um, in the middle of like the hub area. So, yes, I would say once you're past the partner statue in other words between the partner statue and the front of the castle Mm -hmm. you're almost kind of too close because i feel like if you really want to see like the way that it was intended to be seen i would say somewhere between the partner statue and then as far back as like let's just say casey's corner and ice cream parlor i feel like that zone is like a great pocket of space yeah. to watch the fireworks. There's just um cuz you'll probably be thinking, well what about the hub grass area that like that, that looks like a great place. Those are typically reserved for extra like those are extra things that people are paying for and so they mm-hmm. get those spots reserved. So like those are not going to be publicly open spots for you to stand in. So don't expect that to be a spot that you can come back to. It won't be. Yeah. When we say partner statue cuz some people are probably listening to this like I have no idea, Beth. Um it's the <laughs> statue of Walt Disney holding Mickey's hand, like in the middle of the hub. Like it's just a tall bronze statue, right? Isn't that right? Who's Walt Disney? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine sitting here doing this podcast? Don't know who he is. So Walt Disney Um, is the guy that started all of this. Let's go back. Oh my gosh. But anyways, it's just Oh, and his name is Disney. It's just a big bronze statue, and that's what everybody calls the partner statue. And so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about these areas. Um, and my next tip is kind of building on that one. Mm-hmm. So in addition to getting there early, I think you should reserve the best fireworks spot for your group. And the reason why I think this is a separate thing is I think it's great to get out there early to get, let's say, a prime um, spot. But there are some other things that I think 
if you if you want to like pro tip this mm -hmm. is to make sure that you're looking around the people that you're with and also where you are in relation to other things in the park for example um there have been times where i got my spot ready to go we have about an hour left you know before the fireworks start and then in front of me walked what i'm going to say is this a size child that i think would go up on shoulders you know oh, what i'm talking about we're like yep, yep. like you know what they're they're a, they're a shoulder liability and you're i'm already not already eyeing with them it. you're like mm mm mm, mm, -mm. as soon as they get out of so that stroller you're like mm mm <laughs> yes so i moved and then sure enough i was curious and looked back and they were up on the shoulders so like yeah. kind of kind of survey your area a little bit see what you think might wind up being a, being an obstruction if you have someone in your group who is what I like to call a restroom liability, <laughs> someone that may need to yeah. go like frequently, maybe you want to make sure you're semi-close to or at least be aware of what it is. Um, so if there's a spot that kind of lines up to where you know you're kind of relatively close or you can still see them, that kind of thing, you're, e you're more easily found when they come back. That's yeah. something you might want to consider. Or if you don't want to be a part of the sardine of people, let's say you do want to see the fireworks, but you don't want to have the added frustration, sometimes anxiety of mm -hmm. being in, you know, that, that really large group of people where you feel like you can't have room to breathe. There are plenty of spaces, places, great spots to watch the fireworks. Honestly, if you're not sure, go up to a cast member and say, where else besides right here would you yeah. recommend I watch the fireworks? Yeah, they'll and they'll probably you. tell you. Mm -hmm. And even if what they say isn't a great idea for you, kind of go try it out because that may be, may be one of those like hidden gem type things. Yeah. But the second you leave the hub area, it's opened up. Like we, we so often, don't get me wrong, you might not be able to see the projections, but if you're there for just fireworks, let's say, anywhere else near the castle, behind it, in the two lands surrounding it, you can still see plenty of fireworks. Yeah, and be mindful um, of tape on the ground because a lot of times mm -hmm. they will tape where they are keeping areas open for people to be able to move um, and bless the cast members because that's when they're literally just like screaming their lungs out at people to move because yes. people will just... I mean, it never, like, to me, I'm like, I just, the gall of people, there'll be all these people around, right? And there's, like, this section that's, like, clearly, it's it's set yes. for people to move through, and people will walk in the middle, and they'll just stop. Like, okay, this like, is oh, a great this spot. Is for me. And I'm yeah. like, literally, look around you. Like, there is no one, do you not think that all these people behind you would have thought to stand in that place? Yes. If they, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. Yes. I mean, it never fails. And and then, of course, everyone, so we all look at each other like sideways, like, I mean, and just shake our heads because people, I mean, it's like, just pay attention and pay oh attention to what cast members are telling you because it's their job to like make sure we have, they have to make sure that there are areas where people can walk through. It's a safety thing for other yeah. people. And if people are telling you to get behind a line, just get behind the line. Like, just do what they're asking you to do. Pay attention. One of my favorite things that I've heard, and this is like, I'm sure one of those corny jokes that these cast members get to do every now and then. And we've had at least two people on who mm -hmm. have done at some point in their Disney career, the parade and audience control. Most recently was Dylan. Yeah. And uh, one time we were there and we heard a cast member um, doing a little crowd control, every, every, you know, throwing down some tape. And the other person with them was like, guys, stand back, live taping in progress, live yeah. taping in progress. <laughs> <laughs> so people were like looking for cameras and yeah. then he like would just stretch out the tape and throw it down. We were like, oh, yeah. You got us. He's like, you got us. They, they have their ways. <laughs> yes. So just be be respectful of them. Okay. Uh, are you ready for this next one? Because it's about to yes. get dirty, y'all. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to feel flushed. Uh, use bathrooms that are farther into the parks. Okay. And I'm going to tell you this because they are much cleaner and they're much nicer. 
So um, most people, a lot of people, it's like they want, they're going to go to the bathroom as soon as they get to the park or close to the, you know, close to when they're leaving the park. So all the bathrooms that are typically closer to the gates are packed. Um, and the more packed they are, the less clean they are. Now, Disney does a great job of constantly cleaning their bathrooms. There's like almost always an attendant in there cleaning. Um, but somebody told me this tip long ago and it has been the best tip ever. So use bathrooms that are further into the park. Um, now there are some that I still do not recommend that are pretty far into the park. The jungle cruise ones. You know what I'm talking about? They're kind of like in Is the... Is it where it's between Adventure and it's Frontierland? It's between Adventure and Frontierland. Those yeah, right are by always, the Sunglass Hut. D- they're always disgusting. Yes. Don't go there. Yes. Go a little bit further. <laughs> there's one that's hidden back um, uh, right behind Pirates. So there's a mm-hmm. bathroom that's like right on the backside of uh, the Pirates ride that like not a lot of people know about. That one's usually clean. But I will tell you my favorite one that I sent everyone to at Magic Kingdom is the Tangled Restrooms. Yes. They even have their own Instagram. It's always clean in there. <laughs> it always smells good in there, especially for women's bathrooms. Because let's be real, ladies, women's bathrooms are disgusting. Um, and I'm not going to lie. If you got to poop at Disney, which we all have been there. I don't I mean, no. some, some of you have the never lux- done it. Some of the lu- you have the luxury of not doing it. I don't have the luxury of it. Um, the Tangled <laughs> restroom is the best one to poop in. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, it's always loud. It's always loud and it's clean. So just pro tip there, go back there. And then the Space Mountain one's not that bad. It's not the best one, but I'm like, if we're over in Tomorrowland, that's the best one. It's like right yeah. outside to the right of Space Mountain. Um, let's see. What are some other good ones? Hollywood Studios. There's a less busy one right before you walk into the Tower of Terror. It's like kind of on that side brick like area. Mm-hmm. It can be busy, but I found that the one up the street is much busier. So the one near Tower of Terror is usually not that busy. Uh, the one by the World Showcase and Epcot is a great one. I like that one over by the Odyssey Center, outside the Odyssey okay. Center. Um, I think that's a good one because there's just usually not a ton of traffic right over there. If you want the most expansive bathroom mm-hmm. we've ever seen in your life, it's in the back of the Imagination Pavilion. So that's the pavilion that has the Figment ride. Yes. If you're looking at it to the right, it looks like it's a walkway to nowhere, but it's a walkway to a restroom. And um, I was trying to think what else. Animal Kingdom. I have that. There's a good one near the Dinosaur Ride. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's one back over by the Dinosaur Ride or the Boneyard Barbecue Restaurant. It's like back over there. So anyway, just like when in doubt, like try to just go further into the park if you have to go to the bathroom. And, you know, when you're walking around, kind of locate them and be like, well, we can come out to that bathroom. Just because they're cleaner and no one wants to go into like a disgusting bathroom while they're on like Ugh. in Disney. It's no. just, you know. Yeah, you're already hot and sweaty probably. Yeah. You don't want to go into a dirty bathroom. You don't. Time. I shouldn't you say don't. dirty. You want to, You want the experience to be as, plen- as yeah. pleasant as possible. And for those of you wondering why doesn't any Disney bathroom have a mirror really because – or mirrors over the sink is because they want you to get your stuff done, wash your hands, and get out. They get don't want the you to be lingering there. around looking at yourself. So, so, I mean, a lot of them will have maybe like – at least in the women's bathrooms, they'll have like a full-length mirror somewhere. On the but, way out. Yeah, yeah, but most of them, it's like you just get in, wash your hands, leave. Like they don't want you to stand around. So that's why if you have. I am grateful for the the long mirror on the way out because often, mm-hmm. and I'm not, this is not an excuse or cover up, guys, so don't come at me here. I often, while washing my hands, will splash water onto either my shirt or my shorts. <laughs> and it always looks as yeah. if I missed. And uh, so I'm grateful for that mirror because that's how I check to make sure it doesn't look as well, if I've wet my pants. And they have, you know, they have to be smart about their placement of that because it's kind of, they're usually on the way out and you don't want to be blocking mm-hmm. the way. So it's sort of like a, you have a to second, yeah, you have a second yeah. to look at yourself and then you need to move because there's people walking in and out. So it's kind of like, yep. there is a mirror if you need it, but it's in a spot that's like not in a great spot for you to be. So they want to get you in and out of there quick. It's like the bare minimum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. All right, next 
general park tip, be mindful of places to cool down. Mm -hmm. Not every single park has, let's say, a ton of air conditioning options or a lot of shade. I feel like Animal Kingdom as a whole is a warm park. Yes. <laughs> and That is an tough. understatement. So, <laughs> yes. So, you know, our advice here is to go as early as you possibly can. Go do the rides that you want to do as quickly as you possibly can. And then go chill out. I mean, you can obviously go into the, when it reopens, the Finding Nemo musical. Right now, the celebration of the Festival of the Lion King, Lion King is open. But just know that the queue is entirely outside. Yeah. Although you are in the shade and they do have fans, those fans are blowing heat and humidity into you. Just be aware of that. And of course, it's air conditioned when you're in there. Yeah. So among the many things that you're planning and thinking about when you're in the park, think about, okay, at what point do I, at what point will I need to cool down and where can I do that? Yeah. Did you say, I think you already said this, but just kind of be mindful of some of the outdoor things. Like, um, like I tell people, I'm like, if you're in animal kingdom and you want to do the safari, you want to do that as early as possible. Cause it's hot yes, when you're the out there in the sun is outside. Um, yep. or the walkthrough, uh, like the walkthrough, like the treks, the, the Maharaja trek. jungle yes, trek the Maharaja or jungle the gorilla trek. falls. All yes. that stuff is outside. So it's like, get it done in the morning where it's nice and cool. Cause otherwise it's going to be so hot out there. Because those are super cool things to do. And I'm like, yes. should, everyone should do them, but you need to do them in the morning. I Can I tell you that there are some times where in this time of the year when it's very, very hot out, there are some attractions that I probably won't do if the line is long because I know most of the queue is outside. Yes. If you're not sure about if a queue is primarily inside or outside, you can probably tell by going on Google Maps if you do like mm. the street view stuff or um, just Google photos of it. If you type in like, as yeah. an example... Safari, Kilimanjaro Safari queue, you'll see that it's, it's all outside. Yeah. So just, I would say do a little research if you're one of those um, people who like to really plan out the precise details of your trip. Go look to see what the queues are like. Yeah. And that kind of brings us to our next tip. And that is going to be to combine your cool down time with fun. So kind of like Greg said there, you know, there's attractions and things that are outside, but then there are many things that are indoors that are still fun to do. So it's like, let that be your cool down time. Um, yep. In Magic Kingdom, for us, that's going to be the people mover or the carousel of progress because you can just kind of sit. You don't really have to pay attention too much to it. And it's like, you know, a good 15 minutes. It could be 10, 15 minutes. How, carousel of progress is how long would you carousel say? Carousel of progress is about 20. About 20. Okay. I mean, people yeah. mover is like not as long, but sometimes they'll let you ride it twice. So we've done yes. that almost every trip. Every time we've done it, <laughs> we're like, we just want to do another round. They like will not say no to us. They'll let you do it. Um, and you just basically stay on it and you go another round and it's just like a great cool down spot. So we do that. Uh, country bear jamboree is another, like any kind of a, the sit down things, uh, fill our magic, all of those things you sit down, you cool down. It's great. Hollywood studios has Muppets 3d. That's a great place to cool down. Um, Epcot has living with the land, which is a great place to cool down. Soren, the whole queue for that is indoors. Yes. So just kind of be mindful of some of those like, Oh, this is indoors. This will give us like a break. Um, yep. Yeah. And not all the shows, because I'm like, Beauty and the Beast is great, but it's sitting outside. So yes. it can be a little hot. And it's tough to be a bug is double, because not only is the show inside and you get to sit down for that, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes, um, you get to hear everyone scream when all yeah. the bugs come out <laughs> yes. and attack you, which is always added uh, fun for me. Yeah. Laugh Floor is another one that's mostly inside, I think. Like, it's usually not super yeah. busy, and they're, like, when you're waiting to get inside, it's all inside. How many I'm times can I say inside? Too. Can I say inside? Inside, inside, inside. Inside. All right, our last of the general park tips. We have some food-related ones coming up, and we split out our FastPass-related ones because, as you know, currently right now FastPasses are not back, and without knowing for sure if they're going to, we want to just keep them separate in the event that 
you're hearing this and fast passes are not around, you know what to skip. So our last on our general park tips is to use portable fans and towels. Yes. So we've mentioned, we all know, right? It's Central Florida. If you're here from like April or May through the end of September, beginning of October, it's hot. It's, it's hot, hot during the day. We know Super that. Hot. So do whatever you can do to cool down. Obviously, we're going to suggest things like going inside and whatnot. But while you're walking around, portable fans work. Mm -hmm. They may not work as nicely as sitting in air conditioning, mm -hmm. but that might be obvious. Use them. I mean, the portable fans that Beth and I use are between $10 and $15 on Amazon. I'm not going to say it's this huge money investment. Mm -hmm. They're rechargeable. I make sure I plug it in before I leave you know, for the day. Or I'll plug it in while I'm getting ready, and then I'll take it when I leave. Yeah. They're really not expensive and they work great. The one I have is three settings. Yeah. I even use them indoors just because I'm like, I want that cool air to be blowing on me. That's so, the time to use it. That's the time to really yeah. use it. But I mean, I've been known to walk around the park just having it on in my face essentially. So It helps. I mean, that's what I do. So when I when I walk into a gift shop, let's say, that's when I take my hat off because I'm having a hat on because, you know, I don't want the bald spot to get burned. <laughs> um, that's when I do the real cool down because not only is it kind of cool air, but then I feel like I'm blowing that cold air on my face and then the sweat dries and then I have like the white dried sweat. Anyone else have that? On their face. So uh, these are things that you deal with and they're worth yeah, it in, yeah, in the long run. But sure. portable fans and cooling towels. And you might say to yourself, well, I've used a cooling towel in the past. It didn't work. I guess go find one that does work. Or even bring a towel with you, to just a regular towel yeah. to wipe some sweat off your face. Because honestly, it's just nice to be able to do that. It sure is. All right. Are we ready for some food tips? Yeah. All right. Our first food tip is going to be to take your own water bottles and refill them. Uh, most people don't realize that Disney actually does allow you to take in all of your own. I mean, you can bring in food. You can bring in snacks. You can bring in water bottles. Um, so all quick service restaurants also, they give you free cold water. So I tell people, just go up to the window and just say, you know, hey, Karen, uh, can I, <laughs> hey, kitty girl, can I get, um, you know, like a couple gla couple cups of water? Don't feel like you have to wait in the food line to um, to do that. I just walk up to the side. You know, where yes. they're like handing you your trays of food or whatever it is. And I say, hey, can I get a cup of cold water? And they'll give it to you. Yep. Um, some of some places have kind of caught on and they actually already have water stations put together mm -hmm. like indoors. Those are more OK. If you see an outdoor cooler, if you see a cooler of water sitting somewhere. Don't touch it. We have had people report to us that they've watched people like literally stick their sweaty towels and stuff in those coolers. Their hands. In their hands yeah. and stuff. So don't use those outdoor like Gatorade coolers. But typically, if it's an indoor one, there's people that have their eyes on them all the time. So people aren't doing mm -hmm. that to those. Um, and then I usually tell people, uh, go to like if you're near a Starbucks, go to Starbucks. Because most people don't realize that Starbucks water is triple filtered. Um, and they do that so that anywhere around the world, your coffee will still taste the same, essentially. That's just one of those things. I used to work for Starbucks. That's why I know this. Um, so I think that the water in Starbucks is, is good. Like, is, it's better. Um, the, I mean, obviously they're not using like, I don't think they're using triple filtered ice. I don't know. They might be, but Doug is still like, it still tastes gross to me. I, it tastes fine to me. <laughs> like, so I'm like, go to the Starbucks and the same thing, just go up to the, you know, where they're handing out drinks and say, Hey, can I just get a cup of water? They may tell you it just might be a few minutes. Totally fine. Like you don't have to wait in the line, but they'll give you a, a nice cup of ice water. And typically they yes. won't like refill because they can't, they're not allowed to touch the cups again and stuff like that. Um, so even if it's just you like ask for a couple of them and they'll give them to you. Yeah. And the Florida water is sometimes a hot button issue for people. Yeah. I know my brother-in-law calls it broccoli water. Yeah, it it just, has a certain taste. It's very sulfur. I'll tell you that I don't 
like it doesn't bother me yeah. in the least. You're so used I to have it now. I just don't mind eating or I don't eat water. Mm-hmm. I don't mind drinking water that's out of the tap, so to speak. Obviously it's better when it's cold. It's disgusting when it's warm. Yeah. But if you go to Starbucks, it sounds like you don't really have to worry too much about that. Yeah. All right. Next food related tip, eat at uncommon times. Yes. So obviously when you're hungry at one o'clock for lunch or six o'clock for dinner, you're probably not alone. In fact, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people who are also trying to do the same thing. So if you want to have a less chaotic, more enjoyable dining experience, I would say eat at an uncommon time. Honestly, when, when we would be here on vacation and we would rope drop, we would be eating lunch around 11, 11.30 because noon to 2, it's packed. Yeah. Now, this is before the, the, you know, the advent of mobile ordering, or at least to the extent that it is now, how popular it is. And it's still similar, even though you're not standing online waiting, you're just waiting for your food to be mm-hmm. done. So you might not be standing in line, but you're still waiting the same amount of time for your food to be prepared. Eat it on common times. Um, I know that sometimes you have a rhythm of things or you're with kids who maybe need to eat at certain times. Kind of think of it as a as a unique thing. Maybe have smaller meals throughout the day than if that's something that you need to do so that you still get everything you need in and you don't want, to, you don't want anyone becoming hangry if you eat dinner too early later in the night. Yeah. So kind of judge what you need to do. But if you want to increase the joy during your dining experience have lunch a little early have lunch a little later you know if no one's really eating at 3 30 or 4 o'clock yeah um and then have dinner either early or late too um okay the next one is to look for last minute dining reservations okay so most people don't realize that guests you have up to 24 hours to cancel your reservation time so a lot of times you may be thinking i want to we really wanted to try to get a reservation but we just couldn't um look the day before because a lot of people have had to cancel. So that means that reservation times are opening up. So just be mindful of that because it, and people will cancel because it does charge you. Like if you don't cancel within 24 hours, essentially it'll charge you a fee. Um, So that's why people are typically on it for canceling their reservation. So always check, like just be checking even your, like your whole trip that you're there. If there's something you really wanted, you couldn't get, just continue to check it because chances are you might actually find a spot um, that you want. We've gotten day of Ohana reservations. Yeah, now, yeah. the same restaurant I mentioned in the earlier earlier in this episode, difficult to get. Mm-hmm. We got a table of four on a Saturday night at 6.30 yeah. day of. Yep. So you never know. Because sometimes you just refresh your app at the right time and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is here. Um, and then mm-hmm. just make sure you have like all of your credit card information already pre-set in your app because you have to... Like you have to do the reservation with a credit card number in there. And like you can just put all the information yep. in your app. It'll do it for you. Um, yes. But yeah. Um, obviously, you may not want to do a table service. So there are plenty of quick service places available. And our next tip is to use mobile order when available. And the when available thing is interesting because right now you're almost forced to use mobile order. I did notice that it's starting to go back a little bit in the other direction. As an example, Sunshine Season, the quick service within the Land Pavilion um, at least when I checked the other day, was not even available for mobile order. I went back to that like kind of cafeteria style okay. where you get to go area to area and then bring your tray up and pay. So if there is an option for mobile order, um, I just I can't recommend it enough. There is plenty of customization available. It's not perfect. Obviously, there are some places that um, don't list their allergy-friendly items in the app. You do still have to go order with someone. Just obviously be aware of that. You'll know when you go in there and look. But if it is available to you, use it. You can still pay with a gift card if you need to. Obviously, otherwise, you have to pay with a debit or a credit card. You can't yeah. use cash. 
for it. If for some reason you're traveling with cash, go to a gift shop and buy a gift card mm -hmm. if that's something that you want to do. Load up that gift card and use that gift card with the mobile ordering app if you want to save some time. Because I'm telling you, it's so nice to order your food while you're on the go. Yeah. A lot of times I'll be uh, putting together our food while I'm waiting in a line. Mm -hmm. You don't have to buy it necessarily and you can buy it but you can choose it for a different arrival time so get it going just sit there and use your kind of maximize your time one way to do that is mobile order same thing that you mentioned for dining reservations you want to make sure your credit card information is in there once you enter it you can save it or add it to your profile for future purchases or whatever the wording is have it in there so all that is done so you're not on the fly trying to type in credit card number information yeah because that can add some extra time especially if you're hungry it's yeah. like an added step <laughs> What's what's it like? <laughs> There's your soundbite, Greg. Um, all right, so we're gonna get into a couple of fast pass tips. Obviously, they have not brought fast passes back, um, but we kind of wanted to keep this separate just in case we like. Yeah. Either needed to cut out, cut it out later, or if they don't bring it back, because you know they have that new reservation like thing that's they're launching in Disneyland Paris and some other places that may be coming to us, so we don't know. Um, but yeah, we just want, kind of wanted to throw these out there. So the first one is that if you can't get a fast pass for a specific ride that you absolutely want to do, we say rope drop it. And when we say rope drop, we just mean you need to get there as soon as the park opens. And then that is the first place that you need to head to um, because the lines are going to be moving. There won't be a lot of fast passes going in that early in the morning. Um, so you'll get through the line much quicker. Uh, the other side of that is if you don't get to rope drop it and you really want to do it, do it at the la like the very end of the night. You can still get mm. into a line for a ride until the last minute the park opens. A lot of people think, oh, well, they probably close the line at this time. They, they will keep the line open until the park closes, and then that's when they will cut the line off. The thing with that yep. is it's nice to do it at the very end of the night because there are not fast passes going through at that time, so it's going to go a lot quicker. So worst case scenario, you're like, oh, I really wanted to do that. We just couldn't, couldn't get there early in the morning and do rope drop it. Then just try to do it at the end of the night. Um, yes. And the sun is down and, most likely. Yes. So even if it's an outdoor queue, it might still be mm -hmm. warm, but at least the sun isn't yeah, blazing your skin. For sure. Uh, some of these that we recommend that you rope drop right now, because these are the most pop. It's typically the most popular rides, right? So it's seven dwarf, yeah. seven dwarfs, mine train, seven dwarfs, mine train, uh, <laughs> slinky dog dash flight of passage, Soren, um, frozen is another one, even though frozen has been around for a while. Like it, it the line still gets kind of crazy. Um, I mean, really, you know, the um, Millennium Falcon ride, like that one's going to get busy. I mean, obviously you have to do the virtual queue for uh, Rise of the Resistance. So that's mm -hmm. like different. You can't rope drop that one. and You can't do it at the end of the night. You have to do the virtual queue for that one. But just anything that's like newer, a Mickey and Minis, I think would probably be another one that you would maybe want to rope drop. Just stuff like that to think of. Like, yeah, because they can just get busy, especially the newer they are, the busier they're going to be. That's just kind of how it is. It's like every ride that your kid has been begging you to be taken yes. on. That's probably the that's probably the one that we're talking yeah. about. And another one that's kind of like a oh, you just really wouldn't realize you need to do that. Do it with that is Peter Pan. Yep. I don't know what it is. Everyone wants to ride Peter Pan. The ride is literally like twenty seconds long, <laughs> but people will wait like ninety minutes for that ride. So that's what we used to do. We used to basically just be like, let's just go to Peter Pan and get it over with because yeah. we really want to do it and we don't want to wait in the line for it. Um. So. I don't know, just some things to think of. Whatever is most important to you, just go there first and do it and get it get it over with. I've asked some cast members that I know, you know, why is it that the line is always so long? And I asked, is it the Kardashian effect where it's popular because it's popular and then it just perpetuates? Yeah. And I think that's a factor. But the other factor is that I guess it has a lower ride capacity. 
So the yes, guest turnover true. is lower. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like you might not think you would need a fast pass for it or rope drop it because it's an omni mover ride and that's the uh, right. a thing that refers to it always moving. It's a constantly moving. But nope, sure enough, it's good. Ninety yeah, minute wait some days. Not All a right. lot of those things. It's literally like thirty seconds. So yes, I mean it's it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like we still yeah. do that. We Just talked about it prepared. on last week's yeah on last week's four day trip that I would rope drop Peter Pan because that's uh, uh, one of our favorite classic mm-hmm. Disney attractions to do. All right, one last fast pass tip. Book your next Fast Pass immediately after scanning your last Fast Pass. In other words, mm-hmm. you're allowed to get three, and after you use your three, you can get a fourth and a fifth and so on, as long as there are attractions for which there are Fast Passes available. So after you scan your third and final Fast Pass, while you're in line, do it that quickly. Like literally mm-hmm. after you do, now keep in mind some attractions you have to scan your your pass twice. Just mm-hmm. be aware of that. But yeah. in other words, it won't really like, quote, disappear out of your account until you scan it the second time. Mm-hmm. But at that point, when you're in the loading area of a ride or whatever, after you've scanned it, go hop on the app and see what's available and get your fourth. Yeah. Go on another attraction and then repeat until it's the end of the day for you. Something yeah. you can we do. We call it uh, Fast Pass Roulette, if you will. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes it's harder with larger groups, but you can still do it. When we go with Doug's family, there's 10 of us. Like we, it's You can still make it happen. It's like you may just not get what you like, yeah. you know, your top pick, but it's still better than waiting in line for something that you may not really want to ride. Like that's not your top pick. Yes. Um, it's still and very helpful. A pro tip on top of this tip is um, if you really want an attraction at a certain time, and let's say this is your fourth one, even if it's for later in the day, take it because if you want to modify that time, it's mm-hmm. so much easier to search when you're already in that attraction and you're hitting yep. modify because it will only bring up times for that attraction as opposed to bringing up the times for every single attraction and you have to scroll mm-hmm. for whatever. That also, I would say, is a great tip both for fast passes and dining reservations to make yes. it easier for when you're looking for something specific. Yeah, that's typically what Doug will do. If he can't get the time we want, he'll just pick one and then he'll just try to um, continue to refresh and get and move it. And we've rarely had problems moving them after we've done that. So mm-hmm. that was a good one. I need to add that to my list. <gasps> add it to the list. <laughs> All right. We have one. Um, it's kind of like another random. It's just like sort of a, this is a random Disney Springs thing for you that I have on my list here. And that is Disney Springs is a great place for some downtime. If you guys have been in the parks and you're like, we, I know what can we do that's still kind of Disney, but like not as fast paced as that per se, um, Disney Springs is great. It still has that like Disney feel to it. There's a bunch of stores. If you have kids, the Lego store is really awesome. Mm. That place is always hopping. Um, and the ki- like kids just love it because there's so many cool things to look at. Um, and they like use, I don't know if they're going to still do this or they still do this, but it used to let you play. Like you could do build your own things and play around while, just while you're hanging out in the store. Um, and then obviously the world of Disney is probably my most favorite Disney store. And I would assume it's like the largest one. It's ginormous. Um, there's so much to look at in there and it's just kind of like, you can pretty much find stuff there that you can find in the parks. Um, so it's just, you know, you get more time in there. I would say like, you don't feel as rushed cause you're not trying to get to a reservation somewhere or like a fast mm-hmm. pass or whatever. You can just have more time to walk around in there and they have some great restaurants over there. Oh Yeah. Plenty of things. And even if you don't want to commit to a full table service, like there's Mm -hmm. a lot more bars and lounge kind of things where you get to just walk up, eat for a couple of minutes kind of a thing, or take your drink and walk around. So be mindful of that. Um, Deluxe Burger is our favorite like restaurant over there. You can mobile order, but if they, we don't like to mobile order there because they don't have all the options and the like that they typically do if you go to the counter. That's what we found out the last time we were there. Cause we were like, but what about this? Well, what about this? And then finally we like realized that we could get that if we went inside. 
Yeah. And we didn't mobile order. So I don't know. It just depends. Um, but burgers are great. They have a, um, a bunch of dipping sauces that are really good. Their French fries are amazing. So highly recommend Deluxe Burger. I am due. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you It's been you like are. two months. <laughs> and that's pretty much all of our tips. Yeah, that was our list of tips. I think we'll put in this episode description um, a link to, I don't know, like a dozen or so other episodes that we've done that expand on some of the things we mentioned, kind of do a deeper dive into them. Some of the topics are like, you know, our favorite fast, our must-have fast passes, our favorite places to zen out, places to eat that we recommend, beating the heat, those kinds of things yeah. that expand even more. Nighttime on the Spectaculars about. is another one because there's a oh, lot man. of nighttime spectaculars in all the different parks. So we talk about mm-hmm. those in one of our episodes. Yes. So yeah, we'll post some of those just so if you want some more referencing to go back and listen to some other episodes before your trip. That's what we'll you do. You know where to go. Check out the mm-hmm. description of this episode. Before we hop into our news and our history, shout out to World Traveler Trading. Um, a link to the Etsy shop is available in this episode description as well. For all of your Disney-themed key fob, dog collar, little lip balm holder needs. For your lip balm, for your crusty crust. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so many different designs. Uh, a lot of them are themed after some of your favorite Disney World attractions and movies and mm-hmm. characters. So go check it out. Again, the link is available. And if you want to save a little bit of money, you can use our special discount code. That Park Life. You know, money is important. You want to save, save it. Save you some moolah. Who's next? Who's next? Look, we got a big old, like, more Gorsh. than a nugget. We got a whole chicken tender of news yeah, released do. today, the day we're recording this, about the holiday season at Walt Disney World. So the, the big, like, the big items we've been waiting for to see, you know, will there be a very Merry Christmas party coming up? Mm-hmm. Uh, this holiday season, we have we have some answers now. Should we uh, dive into that? Yeah, why don't you start kick us off here? Okay. Yeah, I'll start with Magic Kingdom. So a lot of the things we're gonna be either mentioning or kind of skipping are the things we're used to, right? So we know that there's holiday de- holiday decorations in the parks are the typical things that you'd see down Main Street. All that's coming back instead of the very merry Christmas party this holiday season. Magic Kingdom is offering the Disney very merriest after hours. From November 8th through December 21st, currently there is no announced ticket price. They did say tickets will be going on sale in August. They said next month, so we're anticipating sometime in August. Mm -hmm. Unlike the current After Hours events for Halloween, this Christmas version will have fireworks, so it's the return of Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. Cool. They did also announce characters throughout the park, treats. In the past, they've had like the cookies and the hot apple cider and stuff. Um, they didn't get too far into the details on that. Treats sure includes they'll... probably some complimentary treats as yeah. well as those exclusive um, after-hours event-only treats mm-hmm. that are available, like the fancy cakes and cupcakes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, of course, since it is an after-hours event, expect the crowd levels to be much, much, much lower. For sure, lower than the old Christmas parties. I know that you know we're on different sides of the fence sometimes as to whether we prefer an after hours or a Christmas party. I don't know where I land on that, but just yeah. know that with an after hours event, for sure, the re- the crowds truly are reduced, um, and tickets go on sale next month. Sweet. Um, all right, I'm gonna start with Epcot. It's just kind of sore that um, Epcot International Festival of the Holidays will return this year, and that's gonna go from November 26th to December 30th. 
and they're just doing, they're bringing back holiday kitchens around the park. Uh, they're going to do performances by the Voices of Liberty, which everyone loves. Mm. Um, and then they says, and then guests can enjoy their favorite cookie stroll and more. So they didn't yeah. do, I guess, I don't know if they're going to bring back the candlelight thing, are they? You think they would? I don't know. As we know, they didn't do it in 2020. And they haven't announced it, but with things like that, they still have time. I mean, I yeah, don't know do. exactly how much coordination goes into that. I know there are tryouts leading up to it, but okay. maybe they'll do it and there'll be fewer of them. I don't know. Yeah, this is just kind of the preliminary, like, hey, festival things, like Christmas yep. things are happening. So that's pretty much all for Epcot. Um, let's move over to Animal Kingdom then. Uh, same kind of thing. You know, Animal Kingdom always goes with like a low-key celebration for yeah. the holidays. And it's the same thing this time. They'll have their festive flotillas, as they say. So their character cavalcades on the water. Um, they'll be uh, Christmas holiday themed. They'll bringing back the Tree of Life Awakenings, which are cool. They're mm -hmm. subtle, right? Like I can't say that yeah. I get excited. I'm not like waiting in line to see it. But if you're walking by and you see one start, just take a moment and watch it because it's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, and, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like kind of beautiful. And mm -hmm. just like uh, the other parks, the holiday stuff uh, specifically on the tree of life are um, rotating with the beacon of magic that they're doing for the 50th so they're doing okay. some of the beacon of the magic some of the tree of life awakenings holiday edition yeah cool uh we're gonna go over to hollywood studios hashtag not my mgm um all right so they're doing the sunset seasons greetings is going to be coming back um this just says as the hollywood tower hotel on sunset boulevard will twinkle once again with projection effects, which they'll be doing um, the snowy corner of Arendelle, a Muppets gingerbread masterpiece, a Toy Story toy hotel, and then a, what's the word? Dickensian? Dickensian. Dickensian village inspired by Mickey's Christmas Carol. So these are just going to be different projections that they're going to do on it. Um, and it just says this holiday show will also alternate with the tower's nightly transformation into a beacon of magic. Uh, yes. They will be doing, they're bringing back Santa Claus. So Santa Claus will be bringing some North Pole cheer to a motorcade down Hollywood Boulevard. And you will also be able to enjoy for the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along celebration. That's just like another thing that they like always do. Um, it also says Minnie Mouse will be returning to host her festive meal at Hollywood and Vine. And uh, I think they're going to be bringing back the Snope. I feel like I read that somewhere in the article, but now I don't have it in my notes. Uh, be last doing... year they were doing it. They were making it snow. Okay. So I have a feeling it'll be back. Yeah. Up there it's one on of my Sunset favorite Boulevard. things is when it snows on Hollywood Boulevard. Or it's is it cool. Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. When it snows on Sunset Boulevard and then just with the projections on the Tower of Terror. It's just cool. And I, I, I was like, it actually might be more of a favorite of mine than Magic Kingdom. But don't tell anyone else that. Yes. Well, I it's nice because it's easier it's more accessible it you is, just have to it be is. in hollywood studios because like to see snope you would have had to have a ticket for the um the christmas party but it's like mm -hmm. over there that's just what they do like on, you yep. know different times around throughout the, the night around the clock yeah so all right let's go back in time for some disney history as always, brought to you by The Mouse. Let's make sure you're checking them out. Follow them on Instagram. Check out their shop at their website, themouselets.com, for some other fun Disney-related stuff. Um, I'll keep us in Hollywood Studios. My okay. Disney history item will take us back to the year 2010. And what I learned is that this wasn't exclusive to the year 2010, but this specifically happened this week in the year 2010. The Great Movie Ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios closed early for a special Tables in Wonderland dinner event. So I'm going to repeat that. The attraction, an attraction yeah. in a park closed 
for a dinner event. So I was like, how, how have I not, either I haven't heard of this or I don't remember. So I did a quick little like research on what this was. And I have to tell you just a couple of the details on this because okay. it blows my mind that this was a yeah. thing and I didn't do it and that they don't do similar things. So this was exclusive for Tables in Wonderland card holders. By the way, that's a discount program that existed. Yeah. I'm not sure if it exists now, to be honest. I don't but know if it does you'd anymore. pay in and you'd get 20% at 20% off at most food and beverage places. Anyway, so those Tables in Wonderland card holders were able to access this event for a separate price. Um, guests were greeted at the entrance of the Great Movie Ride, and then they walked the track of the Great Movie Ride. To the gangster scene for okay. a cocktail hour. They then walked over to the western scene for plated dinner. And they walked through and over to the Land of Oz scene for dessert. And that was their dinner experience. I would experience. have loved that. That would yes, be so cool to be able to walk around to in there. Which I guess makes more sense as to why when they close, they let so many people walk around in there. Like for their closing event. Yes. It was like, oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, it's wide open. If you think about how big those wide uh, ride vehicles were, and it was trackless, so like it makes sense. If you're wondering what this event cost in the year, the last one I saw that the last year they did it, they did it different times of the year. Yeah. Um, The last one I saw was 2013, and at that time it was $195 per adult plus tax. That's a price tag, but boy, what an experience. That's a unique Disney dining experience. I'd be drinking and eating a lot that night. (laughs) Yeah. And probably, I bet what happened is people got drunk, right? And they started messing with all the props, and they were like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> yep, we got to close the whole ride. <laughs> oh, just me? Because that's what I'd be doing. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going to take us back. I'm keeping us in Hollywood Studios. I'm taking us back to 2007, and this is when the Tower of Terror marked its 13th anniversary on Friday the 13th. Huh. So back in 2007 this week, they did like a Friday the 13th thing um, because it was like their 13th year being open, and it was Friday the 13th, so thought that was kind of cool all right we got a quote coming up but we just want to remind you if you like what you've heard today you can follow us on instagram or tiktok at that park life podcast my personal instagram if you want to follow along long is at the real beth mcdonald and mine is at the disney greg Feel free to like and subscribe. We love when people leave us reviews or comments, uh, you know, like good comments. Yeah, this way you'll let other people know what exactly they're getting themselves into if they decide to listen to this podcast. <laughs> they just got my review would be they, they do some fart jokes every now and then. They talk about food. They repeat. They repeat Seven Hours Mind Train quite a bit. That's a good <laughs> review, I think. Yes. So head over there, head over to iTunes, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a review. We would love that. Um, if you want to share some Disney magic, you can head over to our website at thatparklifepodcast.com and you can submit a magic gram. Um, this is free. This is free for you, free for your friend that you want to share Disney magic with. And um, yeah, we just love to spread Disney magic around. So you can go over there to do that. And also, if you'd like to leave us a cast member magical moment that could potentially be featured on our show, we would love to hear more about your magical cast member moments. Hopefully we'll be getting some more of these as more things open in the parks and more cast members continue to return. So feel free to let us know what kind of magical moments you've had and we would love to share. And sorry if you can hear the thunder and lightning in the background. It's the middle of the day in central Florida. So naturally we're having a thunder and lightning storm. So that sound is both thunder and also my stomach because I'm getting hungry. And that's how it works. There you go. If you'd like to get a little bonus content... We do our weekly extra bonus episode for our supporters on Patreon. You can find a link to our Patreon page in the description of this episode as well. All right, a quote. 
This time from from an oldie, but a goodie, the sword and the stone, which I feel like doesn't really get a whole lot of attention. Hmm. But the quote that I would like to leave you with today is the following. It's up to you how far you go. If you don't try, you'll never know. So magical. And with that, we are done for this week. Thank you all for joining us. Hopefully you took some, some notes. You're going to be a Disney Parks connoisseur, I think, after this yes, episode. Or at least you'll have a, a, an easier time navigating You'll the have parks. new tips for us. And so let us know what new tips you have if, if we haven't mentioned them here on the show. Yes. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.